that this was going to be the major. Once we decided that this is it for the rest of our life, let's go do it. That's what made me. That's why I'm so blessed that so many other veins opened up from radio to television yeah. to film. You know, it's it's so many different uh, um, angles that I'm coming from. You don't know where I'm coming from. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. In this season, we will take a look back at some of our favorite interviews. We will revisit the in-depth and often surprising stories from some of our outstanding Prince Georgians. We will review concepts from education to business to the Center for Performing Arts, all in Prince George's County. And of course, every episode we will share the latest local weather and news. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, Heavenly Bee goes outside her comfort zone and outside the county for today's Prince Georgian. She interviews prankster, comedian, actor, philanthropist, and YouTube superstar, Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey everybody, it's your girl Heavenly Bee with the Prince George's Daily, and today I'm here with none other than the Nephew Tommy. <laughs> I like that. The, the Nephew, nephew Tommy. Tommy. How you doing, Evelyn? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just talking, so you got in here last night. Got in last night. Are we your first visit? Yes. Since you've been in DV? Okay. I've, I've not left the hotel till now. Well, look, we feel very special. <laughs> we're going to start this conversation off talking a little bit about you, though. Okay. Because I know that we always talk about who Tommy is as a comedian, mm -hmm. as an actor, as a now host of Ready to Love, one of my favorite ready shows. You like Ready to Love? Mm -hmm. I want you to bring it to the DMV. Mm. So you need to put a, a bug and wheel ear. But anyway, we're going to talk about you because we don't hear much about your story outside of that. Like what, where you grew up and then how you even developed the knack for entertainment. Okay. Okay. Well, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Okay. Born and raised. Um, I, I started doing plays fourth grade mm. and I just I did not want to stop so fourth grade all the way through high school I did I did plays I, I went to speech tournaments I did um, dramatic interpretation humorous interpretation duet acting one act plays you name it I did all of that and uh, went to matter of fact went to um, uh, national competition mm -hmm. you know for um, for humorous interpretation, which was which was amazing for me, which was in a place called Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Oh wow! Years ago, years ago, I graduated from high school in 1985. She's looking like, ooh, <laughs> Lord, that was so many years ago. But anyway, and and um, but I just I I have been an entertainer um forever. I mean, since since the fourth grade. But I think it it came from. From my father. My father used to imitate people, mimic people. He was amazing at it. And uh, so, you know, summertime riding with my pops in the truck, he would just be imitating people. Mm -hmm. It would amaze me, you know. So did you feel like uh, you were naturally, naturally funny and people told you you were funny or were you actually making the effort to be funny? No, it was natural. So people told you, you know what, you're funny, and yeah. you just decided to pursue it. It was just natural, and I just and I just channeled it in the right direction. But I, you know, I I picked up drama in school, but I also um, uh, I ran track in school. Oh, so, okay. So so I was, you know, going back and forth whether I'm, I'm at a track meet or my mom rushing me over to a speech tournament. You name it, I was doing both of them. And then when it came time to graduate, I was I had scholarships for both things. Wow. And uh, I went to I went to visit LSU. 
down in Louisiana. Track team. And I saw them at practice. I saw them boys coming around that corner. I was like, ooh, I can't do that. <laughs> so we're going to go do Shakespeare. That's I what know we're that's do. right. I know that's right. Okay, so we talk about your talent. Okay. But we don't talk about the business side of things. I think that's the thing that a lot of people get caught up in when they get in the industry and then they find that, oh, my money's not right or mm-hmm. I'm sleeping from pillar to pose yeah. because I don't understand the business side. So what? did you learn about the business side of things that you would like to tell aspiring people in entertainment? Uh, I, I learned early when I was out doing stage plays and I was touring the country, uh, the same way you guys see Tyler Perry doing now. Mm-hmm. I was with a guy named Michael Matthews who was like the godfather of plays. I mean, this is, this is where Tyler learned it from. Okay. Okay. And I used to be on, on tour with him and I was, I learned, you know, I had been out for 18 weeks probably performing and I came home, and I didn't have no money. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to work. And I was and I was like, what have I done? So the next time I went out on the road, uh, I probably was making five, $600 a week, which I thought was amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So I learned. I would go to, this is, this is old school. I would go to the post office, and I would get a money order for $450. And the rest of that hundred or something that's left, I had to eat off of that on my, and I would make make sure I could eat the rest of the week on that. Which, which, tell me some meals you used to make. Oh my God, girl, I knew how to take, I knew how to clean the coffee mug in your hotel room, clean that, get you some chicken noodles and put it in there and warm that thing up. I knew how to eat on the road. You hear me? <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Listen, people are we know about those meals because I know. Salmon cakes, them salmon cakes, them um, <laughs> them fried all the rotisserie chicken down at the Safeway at the shoppers, all those things to get you through when you Ex- need it. Exactly. So think about it. I come home after you know, after I learned my lesson, <laughs> by the time I came home the second time around, I had so many money orders for four hundred and fifty dollars for being gone for eighteen to twenty weeks, I was like, Yeah, now I'm balling up in here, you know? So it's just it's just about saving. I think you have to save according to to uh, whatever your job is. You know what you're mm-hmm. doing. You know how long you're doing it. You got to save for the rainy day. It's important. Create a budget, yep. All right, so as an um, entrepreneur, they're always – first, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Let me ask that first. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I never thought about it. I, I just I just consider myself a talent, an entertainer that found – you know, new ways, you know, maybe I am. I mean, I never thought I was going to be playing on the phone, making prank phone calls, yeah. you know, and it has soared to be something that I had no idea it was going to get to. So you've basically fallen into entrepreneurship. A bit, a bit. And so what has been the most rewarding parts of the platforms that you've created? Um, I'm on volume six or seven with prank phone calls in Walmart, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I can honestly say that, I had no idea putting putting my my stuff on to YouTube. I didn't know what that was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I got, you know, just one prank phone call alone has, you know, five, six million wow. people that have stopped to listen to it. And the blessing of it all is now I'm up to ten to $12,000 a month that comes in from just YouTube. Just, wow. just people listening to my product. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing to me. I, and I... I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. So that's rewarding. <laughs> that's very rewarding. <laughs> so what about the challenging parts? 
most challenging? Uh, I think the most challenging is is um, uh, you know, when you let's just if we just stick with pranks, you know, not don't be malicious. You know, there's some people out there that uh, that are trying to do pranks that are so malicious. You know, you can't call somebody and say, uh, "Hey, such and such died." Yeah, that's you know too what far. I mean. It's you, I mean, so there's some people that really go over the line. So I'm really obedient about making sure whom I call, whoever I'm calling. By the time we get off the phone, we both laughing. Cause you be pushing that line. I though, push Tommy. the line, <laughs> but I make sure we record that you cool with this prank phone call. Right. And you all right with me running it on the radio? Okay. So <laughs> cool. I, I try to make sure everybody's happy. Perfect, perfect. So t- let's shift gears a little bit and talk about now you giving back because you're yeah. here at Prince George's Community College and we're happy to have you here. But we wanted to know why that was a priority for you to come here and to give back. I know that a lot of what you talked about was uh, following your passion, work ethic, and purpose. Right. Um, why was that important to give back to students? You know what? Um, I went to a predominantly white school okay i didn't have anybody that looked like me mm. to come tell me what i can do and how i can do it and giving me that that extra push that hey you can do it so coming here and and, and talking to you guys and telling you all that you can make it you can do it all you gotta do is put in the work all you gotta do is hone your craft and sometimes you need that sometimes you need that from somebody on the outside that you've been looking at or you've been admiring yes you know you need somebody to stop by and say hey you can do the same thing i was doing the same thing you doing it's relatable I was, I, yeah I was over in the, in, the, in the scene design, making scenery. I was doing all of that. So you can do it. All you have to do is just is stay focused. And uh, But it, it, it sometimes when someone steps in and says, uh, uh, you know, if, if a star or, or, or somebody that you guys have seen on television shows up and you be like, wow, I got some good notes from him. And yeah. it helps you go another step further, you know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's what it's all about. So I'm glad to do something like that. So let me ask you this. When did you know... The entertainment was your purpose and not just a hobby. Mm. I knew that the day I decided we're going to go to college and do this. Okay. I knew there was no more turning back. Okay. This is, the, you know, because. You I, made it your purpose. I, I had to. There's, <laughs> there's no work. turning back. Once we decided that this was going to be the major, once we decided that this is it for the rest of our life, let's go do it. Th- that's what made me. That's why I'm so blessed that so many other veins opened up from radio to television yeah. to film. You know, it's it's so many different uh, um, angles that I'm coming from. You don't know where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, you might look up and go, oh, Tommy, in a movie now. All right, cool. <laughs> Tommy said. Because I will say this. When I saw you on Ready to Love, that really was a shift to, to me and a lot of people because we're used to you being the funny man. Right. Right? So was that intentional to shift uh I wanted Your, I wanted something okay. to show people a different side. Okay. You know, in the morning from six to ten, I'm a clown and I'm wilding out, I'm being the fool, you know. And and you get that and you have fun with that. But you know, I, I always said they don't really know me though. Yeah. You know, you know this this character, you know this nephew guy, but for me to show you something in a reality setting. Yeah. Where you get to see me and you get to see me giving advice and telling people what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and here's a better way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And you, you get, now you get Thomas Miles. And we love Tommy, <laughs> nephew Tommy and Thomas Miles. <laughs> Thank you. They're both a hit. Okay. So we got two more questions for you. The first one would be, how do you define success? Oh, success is, to me, is, is waking up in the morning and you are doing 
what you want to do and it is your passion at the same time. Yes. That to me is success. And it, do, it doesn't have to be in the entertainment world. It's whatever it is. If you if you wake up in the morning and you are a politician and you headed in a, to, to go do what you want to do and you like to do, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah. That That's what's successful. And it, it's, 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 some people think success is you wake up, you got millions and millions of dollars and don't have to do anything. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not it to me. To mm-hmm. me is I, I get to wake up and do what I like to do. Yes. And make, you can make a living off of and it. And I make a living off of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, to me, that's the success and the happiness at the same time. Now, would you say that you're living your dream? I'm living my best life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Final question for my listeners out there, or final tidbit for them. How can they connect with you online, social media platforms, keep up with everything you have going on? ThomasMiles.com. That's my website. Uh, the Nephew Tommy EXP, which is the Nephew Tommy Experience. And you can catch that all the way down the line, and you can see everything I'm doing. All right, guys. Well, that's been Nephew Tommy, and I'm your girl, Heavenly B, and we're checking out from the Prince George's Daily. Until tomorrow, good day. Good day with Heavenly B. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi Prince George's County, I am Lillian Torres and here is the latest news for today. Hall of Fame high school basketball coach Morgan Wooten has died at the age of 88. Wooten built Maryland's DeMatha High School into a national powerhouse and mentored several future NBA stars in a career that spanned parts of six decades. He coached DeMatha, a private Catholic school in Highsville from 1956 to 2002. Wooten compiled a record of 1,274 to 192. He retired as the winningest high school coach in history, although he now ranks second. The school announced Wooten's death on Twitter, citing his family. A Virginia National Guard sergeant has been sentenced to 18 months of supervised probation for stealing World War II-era dog tags from the National Archives and Records Administration in Maryland, U.S. Magistrate Judge Thomas DiGarolamo also on Wednesday ordered 30-year-old Robert Rumsey of Fredericksburg, Virginia to pay a $5,000 fine. Rumsey had faced a maximum sentence of one year of incarceration after pleading guilty in November to one misdemeanor count of theft. Rumsey told investigators he took dog tags that belonged to four U.S. airmen killed in, in a plane crash in 1944. Rumsey's wife is the great-niece of one of the deceased airmen. And for our last story, a measure to steer significantly more money to school construction in Maryland is scheduled for a hearing in Annapolis. The measure known as the Built to Learn Act is set for a hearing Thursday in the House Appropriations Committee. Under the plan, $2.2 billion in additional funding would go to school construction over several years. It would be financed by the bonds through the Maryland Stadium Authority, and the debt would be paid by $125 million annually from casino revenue that goes to the state for education. The proposal is separate from a sweeping plan to spend billions of dollars over the next decade for needs inside the classroom. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres.
This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College. Celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, Maude Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.